Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast and uh, some interesting stuff we're going to be covering today. This is going to be uh, pretty cool. This is from UC Berkeley, if you're familiar with them. Uh, and uh, they put together a team that has published a paper in the journal Nature. And this thing is pretty mind-blowing. It talks about, uh, basically, COVID-19 and how this great experiment that we did that's never been done in history where we quarantined pretty much like the whole world um, prevented more than 500 million infections. So let's talk about this thing and what it did. If you get a chance to Google it, you can Google UC Berkeley COVID-19 uh, measures or study uh, study would be probably a good way to pull this baby up uh so i got a chance to read through this i you know someday it, it's hard to get perspective on this i think because of everything that's going on in the world black lives matter uh, the protesters, uh, what's going on with Trump, putting up fences and fascism. And, you know, it's it's been a crazy few weeks. Uh, it's actually been a crazy 2020 so far. Let's put it this way. But I think what what's interesting about reading this emergency COVID measures study uh, is I think someday we're going to look back on this era and we're going to go uh, be telling our grandkids or uh, great-grandkids how – uh, we save the world. I mean, this is our this is our beaches of Normandy moment where we storm the beaches of Normandy. We didn't do anything except sit home and and eat whatever uh, popcorn, sit in front of the TV, so we could save the world. But this is really interesting. Some of the data that's in here. Basically, the UC Berkeley team uh, sat down and they just re- went through all this data. Over 1,717 policies, uh, 1,717 policies that were implemented in China, South Korea, Italy, Iran, France, and the United States in the period extending through emergence of the virus in January to April 6, 2020. They uh, carried out the, um, uh, they took a look at basically the policies that we implemented and and the uh, infections that we did have, the death rates, et cetera, et cetera, and they compared them with what what policies work better than other ones, so they kind of rated them, and they also took a look using that data to exponentiate what things would have been if we hadn't gone through the quarantine. And this is pretty interesting. There will probably be movies and stories on this in the future about how the time that we saved the world from uh, the pandemic, and we kept it from turning into uh, a much larger nightmare that already is. So uh, basically, according to their numbers, we averted roughly 530 COVID-19 infections across six countries in the study period ending April 6th. Of these infections, 62 would likely have been confirmed cases giving limited testing in each country. So, you know, what's kind of interesting about the study is uh, we're just going off the shitty testing we had because a lot of countries didn't have testing. So, you know, even then it's still, this is probably an understatement, but 530 million infections. And I think this thing has a one to 2% kill rate. Hey, Google, what's 2% of 530 million? Ten million six hundred thousand, but if you if you think that sixty two million would have been um, uh, fully infected with confirmed cases, hold on, roughly. Uh, so that's that's probably asymptomatic in the sixty two million. Hey Google, what's two percent of sixty two million? Two percent of sixty two million is 
One million two hundred and so on. Now, keep in mind, this is just from six countries they're doing this from. This isn't a worldwide study. They probably couldn't use some of the world figures out there because um, of their numbers. But um, uh, basically, we avoided like millions and millions and millions of stuff. Now, this is peer-reviewed analysis uh, of these uh, policies. But you can look at the graphs that they took and did or the infographs they took and made, and it's crazy. Like you show... They show the infections of what it was, and they're just kind of like small dots across the country. And they show if uh, they show what it would have been if we hadn't sheltered in place, uh, or not sheltered in place, but basically quarantined in place for uh, a couple months, uh, depending upon where you lived. Uh, but they show like huge countries overrun, like basically China would have been just like a big giant dark red blotch same thing with italy uh same thing with iran uh the usa on both of its ends of its continent would just be like huge giant red spots um freaking nuts and uh so some of the data in here is pretty interesting to take a look at so i figured we'd feature it um there are nearly 7 million cases right now globally and this is of june 9th 2020 um with over 400,000 dead but they suggest that the death toll would have been vastly, vastly worse. I mean, just imagine if we went to, uh, you know, over half a million infections um, and the losses. And then and then on top of that, the imagine the hospitals would completely overrun. I mean, you look at what was going on in New York where the hospitals are overrun. Uh, right now, hospitals are getting overrun. Arizona is overrun. I know... Uh, uh, not Georgia. I, I think Georgia's having a hard time, but there's, uh, Alabama's overrun. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. So basically these large scale policies, uh, helped us from epidemiological modeling and, uh, they took and ranked how it worked and everything else. The China policies, uh, their policies averted roughly 37 million more confirmed cases corresponding to 285 million total cases including confirmed cases so they would have had about 37 million more now they clamped down the hardest china did south korea would have 11.5 million confirmed cases and 38 million total cases averted so uh they would have had uh basically uh four times the amount that they had so instead of 11 million if they hadn't done something they would have 38 million and you just think of how the death numbers um, and then just flooded hospitals. I mean, just, I mean, we, we would add countries wiped out. It would have been like, I mean, basically we've, we've beaten the pandemic of the 2000 or 1918 pandemic. Um, and of course we think we have, let's put it that way, because we're uh, here in Utah where I'm at, we're seeing cases skyrocket. Uh, they're doubling and they're staying doubled and we're not seeing less testing. That's the actually, or more testing. That's actually with less testing. So I told that to a friend and they would go, well, that's just cause there's more testing. It's like, no, there's actually less testing. So the fact that double just means that, well, we've opened. So Iran had 5 million confirmed cases and they averted 54 million total cases. So it would have been 10 times the amount that they had if they hadn't, uh, if they hadn't, uh, you know, put in rules and regulations. Italy had 2.1 million confirmed cases. Holy shit. With Italy, if, if I recall right with Italy, Italy's problem was is they, 
they didn't clamp down. They thought it was a joke and shit. And then finally, when it really became ugly, they finally clamped down. But check this out. Italy, 2.1 million confirmed cases. But because of what they uh, did or didn't do with their implementation of policies, they would have had 49 million total cases. 49 million total cases. Do the math there. They had 2.1 million cases if they hadn't averted the disaster and implemented policies that had 49 million. That's like, hey, Google, what's the population of Italy? I think it's 66 million. In 2019, the population of Italy was 60 million. Yeah, it's 60,300,000. Holy shit, that would have been like, oh my God. 50, that's basically 50 million cases. That, like 90% of their country would have had COVID. Holy crap. France had 1.4 million confirmed cases and 45 million total cases averted. France had 4. Point, or France's 1.4 and 45 million. Uh, United States, 4.8 million confirmed cases with 60 million cases averted, uh, which I think is about a million point two deaths, more deaths on top of what we already have. So we've, we're at 100,000 deaths. We have about 1.3, 1.4 million. Now, keep in mind, we're no longer at home now. We're seeing an explosion of cases. So um, this is just what they had through, I believe, April. Uh, they did not estimate how many lives would be saved by the policies. But so many infections, fatality rates were much higher than anything observed to date. So the percentages would probably uh, have gone up. So they basically went through and they, they uh, went through all the stuff. They took a look at people's policies, how it affected what they were going through. I mean, you probably see the report that showed that if I think New York had closed or America had closed one week earlier, we would have saved 60,000 people out of the 100,000 people that had died. Just one week. That's all we needed to do was just if we nailed this thing in the bud. And if you're familiar with what's going on, New Zealand just announced a few days ago they are coronavirus free. There are no new cases of coronavirus free and they're still blocking access to the country, which they should. <laughs> I want to go to New Zealand, but they were one of the people who locked down earliest and fastest and they did a hard lockdown. Now their whole country is coronavirus free. How's that for apples and oranges? You don't have to walk around with uh mask or something, I guess. I don't know, but there are a country that revol rev um, that lives on tourism. So They've got that uh, going for them. Uh, so this is really interesting what they got into. Um, and uh, they didn't, of course, uh, measure the 180 other countries that weren't included in the uh, analysis. I guess there's only so much data they, can, they could go through really quickly. Uh, this took a lot of stuff. 1,717 uh, local, regional, and national non-pharmaceutical interventions deployed during the pandemic in China, South Korea, Italy, France, and Iran in the United States. Um, they reduced. They used uh, reduced form economic metrics, commonly used to measure the effects of policy on economic growth, to empirically evaluate the effect that these anti-contagion policies have had on the growth rate of infections. In the absence of policy actions, we estimate that early infections of COVID nineteen exhibit exponential growth rates of roughly thirty. 8% per day. Man, I wish my stock portfolio could grow 38% per day. That thing 
exhibited exponential growth rates of 38% a day, or they estimate that it would have done it with the absence of the policy actions. That thing would have grown at 38% a day if we had it locked down. So if you're thinking about how hard it was to lock down for that month or two that you took in lockdown and how torture it was and how awful it was, you saved an exponential growth rate of that virus of 38% per day. You probably saved, uh, you know, collectively, you probably saved a couple million lives. Um, it's crazy. And then, of course, you think of all the lives that would have been lost that couldn't get into the hospital because that would have... I mean, just imagine what that would have done to our hospital beds. It would have just overwhelmed them and overwhelmed New York, and and, and New York had policies. Um, so that's crazy. Um, it uh, basically prevented or delayed the order of 62 million confirmed cases, uh, averting to roughly 530 million total effects, infections. Um so that's pretty crazy, man. So if you hear people making fun of how we locked ourselves up and all those different things they did, this is uh, this is uh, um, this is the results of what we did. If you want to read the details on how they measured it, how they tracked it, how they took out their their different math abilities, uh, you can do that as well. But this thing is really interesting, and when you watch the um, the articles where they show the infographs of of the of what it looked like the way it happened and went down and the way it would have happened if it would have had the growth rates uh it's just crazy you just look at it and you're like oh my gosh and then they show uh like a i don't know what you'd call this but they show a chart of of the different countries and when they enacted their policies in week one week two week three week four and uh, how they kicked them in, and then the effects that they had on the reduction of empirical estimates. Um, just crazy. Uh, some of the details. If you love charts, and you love graphs, and you love math, this is pretty interesting to take and watch. Um, it's still, it's also interesting to take a look how uh, a lot of countries were able to nip this in the bud. South Korea seems to have had the best success at nipping this in the bud. Um, and getting control of it fairly early on. Um, looks like Italy had a long trajectory. Um, looks like China, of course, nipped in the bud fairly early. They could do that because they're, they're non-democratic ways. France, of course, went up. The United States is going up and still going up. Um, pretty darn interesting. And they even share some of the math. Whoa, there's some algebra here. So there you go deep deep algebra so anyway uh if you get a chance go check it out you can uh give a read on their uh thing just google uc berkeley uh case counts right now we're starting to see a um a ton of growth still in the marketplace for um COVID 19 but um you know you can save this and then you can write your kids someday and go hey grandpa saved the world eh and you're like, what did you do, Grandpa? Did you storm the beaches in Normandy? Did you go to space? Did you, what'd you do? And you're like, nope. Save the world sitting home, eating Cheetos, watching reruns of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? How to save the world that way, Grandpa? And you're like, son, let me tell you a story. 500 million infections. Holy shit, man. Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine, just think about how cataclysmal that would have been in our world. Like, you know, people had heart attacks, they couldn't get in the hospital. Every heart, I mean, it, it would be, it would be catastrophic to a, 
sort of uh, uh, it, it'd be like the end times, like the apocalypse. You'd have people, you know, they, they we'd have tents outside of every hospital, and it would just be like, because what people don't realize with the with our hospital system is one of the reasons you have to wait so long to get in the hospital system. It runs at ninety five, I think ninety five ninety seven percent capacity at all times, so there wasn't room for COVID nineteen. There was maybe a three percent margin for an increase of a new of a new uh, thing that would cause hospitalizations. They're just, you know, they're they're running at they're running at a high rate of of fill as it is. So that was why you saw ships being sent to LA and New York. That's why you saw them building, you know, tent cities in in um, in the the park there in New York. Um, and you saw you know a lot of companies and people freaking out because no one knew how big this thing was going to get or if it was going to be huge but it largely looks like um you know i mean it's still growing i think it's at a rate of a thousand per day and that's not anything fun or exciting to think about or whatever those are a thousand people that people loved families loved um and no one deserves to die you know the the there's a lot of ugly things that are said by ugly people online who are like, well, they were, you know, some of these people were old and, you know, it was just waiting for them to happen. Hey, man, no one deserves to die. No one deserves to die horrible. No one deserves to die where they can't hold the hands of their loved ones who can't be with them. Uh, no one desires to die and their family can't even attend their funeral. I mean, that's just horrific, man. I can't even imagine having someone die and I can't hold their hand. I can't be with them at their last moments to comfort them and shit that's that's fucked up um and the other thing is too is like a lot of these people would probably live for i don't know a long time without this COVID 19 and you think of all the years that you could have spent with somebody if you ever had someone die around you i just some people say that it's just stupid so there you go uc berkeley uh check out the COVID 19 study highly recommend it you go to berkeley.edu and you can even Google their news and you can find it. But you may want to give it a read, share it with some friends, maybe save it in your Evernote file. Um, the infographs are really cool to look at. Like you look at how it went down and there's just like little red dots in each country. And then you look at how it could have been and just like it just looks like somebody took a red marker and just basically redded the whole country out. You're just like, holy fuck, that looks bad. So anyway, guys, that's some of the topics we're looking at, thinking about today. You'll see more of uh, topical stuff on what's going on from day to day and what we think stands out. And we'll talk about why it's standing out and what it's about. So there you go. Uh, pretty interesting day today with the rest of the world. We'll get into some of that on the next show. Uh, be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, and we'll see you next time.